It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Reds fans, and welcome into another edition of Locked On Reds. This is the Monday edition of the podcast. I'm your host, your secondhand expert, your cheap seat crony. My name is Jeff Carr. Thanks for downloading and listening to today's podcast. Today we're talking about a fringe player that you may or may not have realized is on the fringe as pitchers and catchers are set to report in just a couple of days now. I mean, today is Monday. They report on Wednesday, so, you know, it's already Monday, and then Wednesday's here, so really it's just like one day. But we talk about a fringe player there, and then also some news and notes in the second half. But before we get to all that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, and check us out on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds. I've also created a uh, call-in line. Now, it's just to leave a voicemail, but it's, you know, to leave your thoughts, your rants, your questions, all that good stuff. Figure we could have, like, a mailbag segment or something like that throughout the week. Looking at possibilities there. I've set it up, and the number to call is area code 513-549-0159. So, add that into your phone as the Locked On Reds call-in line or, you know, the Locked On Reds line. And just use that to call in. You know, if you got a question, you got an idea, even if you just want to rant, who knows? It, it's up to you. And then we'll see where it goes from there. But like I said, numbers 513-549-0159. So now that that's out of the way, I want to get to the topic for today. Uh, looking at an article that Mark Sheldon wrote on MLB.com kind of previewing what the 25-man roster may look like at this point. And, you know, he says that there's still a lot to flesh out, and, you know, you hate to say this, but there may be an injury or two that changes things like this. But there's still a lot to figure out as we get through spring training to figure out who's going to fill out that 25-man roster. But I've been doing this idea of fringe players over the last week. We've talked about Robert Stevenson. We've talked about Philip Irvin. And we briefly talked about Wandy Peralta, although I feel like he may be a little bit past the fringe at this point. But that being said, we're going to talk about today Cody Reed. Now, I know that's going to surprise some of you. Some of you may have thought that, you know, he's almost a shoe in to just be on the roster or how could they not include him, that sort of thing. Don't get me wrong, I still think he's going to see a lot of action this year. But I don't know that he's going to start opening day. He's kind of um, on the fringe there, probably on the list of guys to replace any sort of injuries or something like that. And it all depends on how they want to use him, if they want to keep him in the bullpen or if they want to consider him like a a sixth or seventh starter or something like that. That's up for David Bell and Derek Johnson to figure out and all that good stuff. But I'm basing this on kind of what Mark Sheldon said 
as his 25-man roster, and he listed when it comes to the pitchers. And, of course, this week we're going to be talking a lot about the pitchers and the catchers since they're reporting on Wednesday. But he talked about the 12 pitchers that the Reds will have on staff. They'll they'll make up 12 of the 25-man roster, and that's you know your five starters, which are Sonny Gray, Alex Wood, Luis Castillo, Tanner Rourke, and he has Anthony DiScalfani listed as the fifth guy. I tend to agree with him. You know, I'd like to see Tyler Malley in there, but who knows? You know, maybe they take him over, but I think DiScalfani is the early favorite there to land that fifth spot. And so then the relief pitchers leaves seven relievers. You got Iglesias, your closer, Jared Hughes, David Hernandez, Michael Lorenzen, Amir Garrett, and then the last two remaining are newly signed Zach Duke, who figures to be a left-handed specialist. And then he puts Sal Romano as the seventh bullpen guy. So that leaves, at least on this list, that leaves Cody Reed out. He's kind of the odd man out in this equation. And in fact, when you look at uh, different projection systems like Fangraphs or Pakoda, you know, they they give projections on just about everyone they think will be in a game at some point for the Reds, and they had projections for Robert Stevenson, they had projections for Cody Reed, for Tyler Malley, for all those guys. So that's not to say that if they don't make the opening day roster, they're not be on the team, although I do think in Stevenson's case, with him being out of options, it's likely that he doesn't clear waivers, so he may not be on the team. But Cody Reed does have options, so... He could easily start out the year in AAA, but I wanted to look at him and, you know, kind of take a look at what his 2018 was because it was up and it was down, you know. He definitely exhibited all the telltale signs of a young pitcher and that he had his, you know, nice spots and his rough spots. But let's kind of dive into that. So 2018, he saw... 17 games. He started seven of them. He had 43 innings pitched, and he pitched to a 3.98 ERA. His fielding independent pitching, his FIP, was right in line with his ERA. It was at 3.91, so that says that where he was was right about where he you know should have been based on the sabermetrics and stuff. And he did a pretty decent job. Uh, keeping the ball in the ballpark in those 43 innings. He only gave up five home runs. You definitely want to keep seeing that number be as low as that is. But on the other end of the spectrum, you know, he struggled a bit with the walks because he averaged 3.1 walks per nine. He did pretty decent in the strikeout error with 8.8 strikeouts per nine total of 42 and 43 innings, so just one more strikeout, he would have averaged 9 per 9, which is a pretty nice little number there for a guy that's going in between. And he offers flexibility, so maybe he is an option out of the bullpen because, you know, that's going to be a premium. Mark Sheldon writes that in his article. When it comes to the relievers, they're not looking for, I mean, Zach Duke probably figures to be their only specialist type guy, and that's even if he's deployed in that capacity. You know, you've got Amir Garrett who can go multiple innings, Sal Romano who can go multiple innings, Michael Lorenzen who can go multiple innings. We've seen Jared Hughes do multiple innings, just basically this whole you know, and even Iglesias can go multiple innings. So Cody Reed fits the profile, but he just may be the odd man out. I think 
there are very few open positions on this 25-man roster, even before we start spring training, that it will be interesting to see how those couple of, you know, questionable spots as to who's going to fill them, how those play out. I'm definitely going to keep my finger on that pulse there. So we got a break coming here for some ads, but thanks for downloading and listening to the Monday episode here. Stick with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Monday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. In the first half, we talked about Cody Reed and his fringe candidacy for spring training and making the opening day 25-man roster. There's a big question, and it's a guy who was acquired in the big trade with the Dodgers, as to what's going to happen with Matt Kemp. I mean, there's been very little heard from him. Alex Wood and Yasiel Puig have been very active on social media talking about being a part of the Reds, being ready for the season, all this other stuff. Haven't heard a peep from Matt Kemp. I even reached out to him on Instagram, tried to slide into the DMs there, but uh, haven't heard back from him. Not really expecting to, to be honest with you. Just saw if maybe he would want to come on to the show and talk about joining the Reds, but he hasn't talked to anybody yet about it. Maybe there's something to that. There's a lot of speculation out there that the Reds might try to deal him before opening day. Maybe it's something that happens later on in camp when someone finds out they have a hole in the outfield and the Reds can trade him there. But as it stands right now, they've got five guys, and even Mark Sheldon lists them on his article talking about his projections for the 25-man roster on opening day. He even lists Matt Kemp in there on the opening day outfield. But that's five outfielders because he also lists Philip Irvin in there. And he's got Nixon Zell listed as a utility man. That's why there's not six outfielders. But think about that. They're going to go into the opening day with five outfielders. That's just insane. Getting playing time for all those guys. And you figure the two guys that you want the most playing time out of the five guys. So the five guys he lists are Yasiel Puig, Jesse Winker, Matt Kemp, Scott Shebler, and Philip Irvin. The two of those guys that you definitely want there pretty much every day are Jesse Winker and Yasiel Puig. So that leaves one outfield spot. And if Nick Senzel pans out in center field, like I don't know how you're going to feed Shebler, Kemp, and Irvin for at-bats. I almost think that Philip Irvin might start the year in AAA, but that's just me. That's before we even see any spring training or anything like that. In fact, I even had an episode last week talking about how I think that Phil is on the fringe. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Again, another storyline to watch in the spring training. There's so many storylines coming into spring training. It'll be a lot of fun to monitor each one of those. Speaking of some storylines, that you know, the big storyline in the early part of the offseason for the Reds was their involvement in the trade rumors for Corey Kluber. And a report came out just today that there have been so few rumors, so so little movement on the Indian side of things for Corey Kluber. All all of the teams that were rumored to be in on trying to trade for Corey Kluber, they said that Right now, the rumors that everyone's talking about are down to a whisper. So much so that it is extremely unlikely that Corey Kluber will be moved. And if he doesn't get moved before spring training, he's not getting moved at all. Because the only reason that the Indians would trade him is if they just really underperform their expectations in 2019. And no one's thinking that. In fact, 
most projections, I think all projections I've seen, have them still winning the AL Central, which, you know, from an from an outside point of view, I think the AL Central is pretty weak. But, you know, you, you've still got a pretty good opportunity there for the Indians to be super competitive in not just their division, but also in the American League. So I don't see him getting dealt this year, according to what the reports are. Sounds like that that stove has cooled. And then also looking at an actual transaction that happened. I don't know if you saw this. You probably did. It kind of went a little bit of viral whenever it happened. But the Royals, the Kansas City Royals, signed Homer Bailey to a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. So little to no risk on the Royals side for this. They're just trying to see what's left. What is left in the Homer Bailey tank? Obviously, we Reds fans have opinions where that's concerned. But it is interesting to see the Royals who picked up Billy Hamilton whenever we let him go. They've also picked up Homer Bailey. So, you know, are they becoming the American League Reds? Who knows? Unfortunately, they don't look to be in any sort of contention this season. They look to be one of, you know, for lack of a better word, one of the worst teams in the league. So we'll see if Homer Bailey can stick on with them. I loved, I don't know if you saw, at least the picture of the story, the picture that the Enquirer used for the story of Homer Bailey was just absolutely creepy. And one of my friends who, he's not a big baseball fan, but he saw me share the post and he's just like, boy, I don't know if you've watched the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix, but that picture looks like Ted Bundy right there. So not a good comparison for Homer Bailey on that picture, but definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. The, the picture that is. I don't know anything about the show on Netflix. I'm not a not a true crimes guy. But anyway, that's another topic for a whole other conversation. Anyway, back to the Reds and the news and the notes. The last one that I kind of wanted to talk about that I saw was a story by the New York Post talking about the 50 most interesting people in Major League Baseball this season. And now when they mean people, they mean everybody. Because the most interesting person, according to this story in baseball for 2019 is Rob Manfred talking about all of the different proposed rule changes and how he's combating with keeping Major League Baseball up with the other major sports in America and all this other stuff. And, you know, of course, it lists a whole bunch of people. The only red to make the list, you could probably guess it, you know, if you've kept up with all the offseason stuff, if you've listened to this podcast, but there's only one red that made the list, and that is Yasiel Puig. Of course, guys like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado and all those guys made the list. And I even saw coming in at number 48 was Matt Harvey in that how will he perform to his one-year $11 million deal with the Angels? Will he be, you know, will he stick to his current label as a back-of-the-rotation guy or will he regain his old form? Obviously, the Reds don't feel like he's going to regain his old form, and that's why they let him go to the Angels, but... Yasiel Puig was the only Red to make the list, and that's the New York Post. That's not something that I'm taking as gospel when it comes to baseball reporting, but it was interesting to see that Puig made that list. You know, they talk about his off-field antics, and they said, oh, the Dodgers were tired of it and all this. That's why they got rid of him and blah, blah, blah. I think that was kind of a short-sighted opinion on Yasiel Puig. I mean, everything that we've seen so far, he seems like he is absolutely ready and raring to go to play baseball. I don't I don't see him as 
being lazy or anything like that, like they say in the New York Post article. I'm happy to have him, and I'm glad he made that list. So we've only got a few more days until pitchers and catchers report. It's on Wednesday. Just keep getting excited. We'll keep you posted each and every day here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure you're also checking us out on LockedOnReds.com. Got an article up there over the weekend. I'm going to try to keep up like a little weekend thoughts column sort of thing while I'm not recording on Saturday or Sunday just to keep you thinking about the Reds and keeping your fix going. So we have less than two weeks until the first spring training game as well, and I cannot wait for that. I really appreciate you tuning in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check us out on social media and look us up on the website. Don't forget, too, we've got that new voicemail. At 513-549-0159, that's the Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159. We'll start getting some voicemails in there, have a little mailbag segment or something like that for you guys soon. So thanks again for listening to the podcast. This has been the Lockdown Reds podcast, your only daily podcast for your Cincinnati Reds. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.